Well, if you did bring your Bible this morning, you can open it up to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 is where we're going to be at. Let me go ahead and pray, and, uh, and we'll get started. Father, uh, thank you again so much for your goodness that we just sang about. You are so good to us, Lord, and you love us so much, Lord. I pray that you would reveal that love to us this morning. I pray for everyone in the room uh, Lord, I can't help but to think maybe there's some hurting hearts this morning, some broken hearts, uh, maybe some shattered lives uh, of, of people in this room. Lord, they, they need help. They need to hear from you. They need hope. I pray that you would speak to them this morning. Heal hearts this morning, Lord. I pray that you would push back against the enemy uh, this morning that's at work in our lives. And I pray that you would get victory in every heart, every person's life, in this room today. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, uh, I am beginning a brand new sermon series this morning. Of course, it's the first Sunday, so it's a new sermon series. And, uh, but it's called Know God. Okay, and Know God is a part of the four-step plan that we have for everyone's life, which is to know God. We want you to know God and have a relationship with Him. Also, to find freedom... A lot of people don't know God, they don't have freedom, but also to discover your purpose in life, but then ultimately to make a difference. We want you to make a difference. And I just told you, actually, my sermon series all the way to the end of this year, so you, you know them. This first one is Know God. And so the very first message, uh, what I thought would be a good message, uh, is about this threefold relationship that we have with God. God the Father, God the Son, and then God the Holy Spirit. And, and God, the Bible teaches that God is one God, but he, he reveals himself in these three different persons. And I know this is kind of a hard concept for a lot of people to understand. I know it has been for me uh, difficult to kind of comprehend what is this three persons of God? He's one God. But hopefully the message this morning maybe brings some clarity uh, to, that, to that threefold relationship that we have with God. You know, when I, uh, when I think about that relationship this morning, I think about the relationship with my, my wife over here, Lisa. And uh, just so you know, I think my wife is the most beautiful woman in this room. And uh, when I, I remember when I first saw her and, and, I, and I looked around the room, I thought, that is the most beautiful woman in this room. And, uh, and so we began dating, we got married, and as I got to know her, I began building this relationship with this inner person that she has. All of us have has this inner person. We have a soul and a spirit. And I began building this relationship with her. And I began to love her inner person as well. And so our marriage is built on this foundation that we love each other and we love the Lord. And so everything that we do is built upon that foundation. And if it's built on any other foundation, it's the wrong foundation. And I mentioned that this morning because in our passage in Ephesians 3 that we're going to look at, he mentions this threefold relationship that we have with God. Paul says he gets down on his knees and he prays to the Father, but he says that, that this inner strength would be strengthening the Ephesian believers on the inside, their inner person. But then he mentions this love relationship with Jesus Christ. And the whole relationship, this threefold relationship, it's on this foundation of love. You know, I am looking at everyone this morning, and I'm looking at your physical bodies, and I see you, but, but I know really you, you have an inner person. 
You have an inner, just like I have an inner person. And I know that's really who I'm speaking to this morning. I'm speaking to your inner person. And I know just like my inner person, sometimes you're hurting. Sometimes you're, you're broken. Broken. Sometimes you're looking for hope. Sometimes you're looking for acceptance. Sometimes you're looking to be loved. Just like me, we're all looking for those same type of things. And I'm here to tell you that this inner strength comes from this relationship with this threefold God, the three persons of God. And, it's, and it's, it comes from this foundation of love that he has for us. So this morning we're going to look at how we can build that foundation of love in our relationship with God. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 14 through 21. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk us through the passage, and then I'm going to come back and make application of it. So the verses are actually going to be up on the screen. So verse number 14, he says this, For this reason I bow my knees in, uh, to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he says there, he gets down on his knees, and so he gives us insight into this prayer. But he says, for this reason, if you read the previous verse, he, he talks about this persecution that he's in. You know, uh, Paul was actually in house arrest, and his life was on the line, and so he didn't want their hearts to faint and didn't want their hearts to be troubled because he was in this situation. And so he's going to pray for them. Verse number 15, he says, From whom the whole family in heaven and earth are named. And I believe he's speaking of Jesus Christ. Those that have passed away, that, that are born again believers, they bear the name of Jesus Christ. Those that still are alive on the earth, we bear the name of Jesus Christ. And then verse number 16 that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. There's the prayer request. God, strengthen them on the inside. Not necessarily outside. Give them this supernatural strength by your spirit, which we call the third person of the Trinity, on the inside, the inner person that they have. And he continues in... Uh, uh, in, in verse number 17, he says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So he talks about that Christ may dwell in your hearts. Now that happens at salvation. You get the Spirit of Christ on the inside of your heart, at salvation. He doesn't go away. But in this passage, he's talking about something different. He's talking about your communion with Jesus Christ. Because we can be disconnected in our relationship with Jesus Christ and feel like, man, where's he at? He's, he's not here. Where's he at? And so he's praying, his prayer for these Ephesian believers is that, man, they would feel the presence of God on the inside of them. And uh, that they would be rooted and grounded in his love. And he gives this dimensional, God's love is like dimensional, measured in all these different ways. And, and he prays that, man, if they can just understand it, it's not just head knowledge. Man, you know it in your soul. Once you know it, God's love in your soul, there's like a fullness that like fills your body, your physical body and your, your being, the inner person. And that's what he's praying for. As a matter of fact, I've been praying for that all this week for you. Just by the way, just so you know that, that's my prayer all this week. Verse number 20 says, Now to him who is able to exceedingly abundantly above, 
do abundantly above all that we ask or think according to that power that works in us to Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus uh, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So I like how he ends it there. He's like, God, you can do this. You are able to do this prayer request. I pray that you would. Matter of fact, you can do above and beyond what I'm asking. And I pray that you would. I love how he ends that. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I prayed the same thing for you this morning. So the whole prayer that he's talking about, give them strength in the inner person. You know, I don't know about you. I need strength. I've needed strength all week long in this inner person to be able to continue on. Because the battle, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's in everyone's life, but the battle's been in my life all week. And so I've been praying for this inner strength. If I don't have inner strength, I'm telling you right now, I can't continue on. I can't, I can't continue on doing the thing that God has called me to do. I just can't. Let, let me give you just an illustration this morning. So we all know this is, this is a big Sunday. It's launch Sunday, right? But it's Chiefs opener, right? They play the Cleveland Browns. And uh, I know you guys are already thinking, man, when, is he ever going to get done with this sermon? I'm, i got to make my Chiefs party, right? You know, I know what you're thinking, but... It's only going to be two or three hours, so don't worry about it. We'll get out just in time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but it's a big game because if you guys remember earlier this year, they actually played them in January in a playoff game, and it was a close game. But if you remember in the third quarter, Mahomes, he took a hard hit, hit the ground, and if you remember when he, when he got up, and uh, I mean, he was just like, I mean, he was, he was like doing one of these, you know, just disoriented, didn't know where he was at. I mean, they, you know, zoomed in on his helmet, and you can see in his eyes. I mean, he looked like he was like intoxicated. He didn't, you know, they had to hold him up. And, and, and so they took him off the field, put him under the tent, and he had a concussion. He was out of the game. And, and so fortunately, our backup got the job done, and we won the game. But, but I think about that this morning because, you know what, the enemy, man, he, he wants to hit you just hard like that and get you where you're like man what's going on where, where am I at and, and and he wants to like take you out of the game and get you to stop doing what God has called you to do just so you know that's what the enemy is trying to do in your life I mean if he can get you discouraged if he can get you depressed if he can get you worn out or maybe just offended whatever the case may be then you're like okay I'm out. I'm out of the game. That's exactly what the enemy is trying to do in your life. And if he could do that, man, that's a, he's, he's, this is the thing he's trying to do. He's trying to get you to quit. Just so you know. That's a, he's trying to get you to quit and to stop doing the thing that God's called you to do, which is to take the gospel to a lost world. That's what he's trying to do. So we need this inner strength that only comes from this threefold relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Let me try to illustrate that this morning. It's all built on the foundation of His love. And of course, this is melting on me, but... Okay, what I have... I'm not going to pick this up all the way. Hey, can I have a new ice cream bar? This thing is just a mess. And, uh, but when I think about... Uh, this threefold relationship, I think about biting into a Neapolitan ice cream sandwich. Don't you guys think of that? That's what I think. And so, you know, I, I think of that relationship because if you look at this ice cream sandwich, 
don't know if you all can see that. Maybe it's going to, it's, it's really, it's runny, yeah. I thought, I thought maybe it'd hold up and, you know, until I preached this, but it didn't. And so, uh, uh, all right, so, so it's, it's going to go running down on the carpet. Um, uh, so I think of this because depending on where you bite in this ice cream sandwich will depend on, oh, thank you very much. Here we go. Now I can. So depending on where you bite on this ice cream sandwich will depend on what it tastes like, what kind of flavor you get. So you got the strawberry, and then you have the vanilla, and then you have the chocolate, and then you have this cookie that just kind of holds the whole thing together. And so I think about this when it comes to a relationship, threefold relationship with God, because the strawberry, the pink, it reminds me of the love of Jesus Christ. You know, that's what it reminds me of. When you think about his love, it's like, wow, that's awesome. But the middle part, the white, the vanilla, that reminds me of like the Holy Spirit, our relationship with the Holy Spirit and how he, man, he cleanses us to where makes us white as snow. We're able to come into the presence of the Father and the chocolate reminds me of being in the presence of the Father. It isn't chocolate. It's like being in the presence of the Father. I mean, <laughs> glorious chocolate. I mean, I, you know, I can't prove this by the Bible. Just so you know, I can't prove it by the Bible. But I think, you know, the river of life it talks about in Revelation flows from the throne of God. I think that's chocolate. <laughs> I, I really do. I mean, I know it's clear. Maybe it's clear chocolate. I don't know. But chocolate is just glorious, and it's all held together by this cookie, which makes me think of our whole relationship is held, held together by God's love. It's all held together it's based on a foundation of God's love. So we need this, this inner strength. Oh, by the way, we have a Neapolitan ice cream sandwich for everyone right out front door. There's a chest out there, so just ask Suresh and Dave, hey, Pastor said, I'm getting a sandwich, give it to me. So just so you know, everyone gets that one out there this morning. So, so I think about that. It's all based on God's love. And so I would like to ask you three different questions this morning when it comes to God's love. Okay, the first question is, do you feel loved by God? Do you feel loved by God? Because in our passage here in Ephesians 3, if you read the first part of the chapter... Uh, these Ephesian believers, which were called Gentile believers, they had a reason to feel love. You know, in the book of Ephesians, it talks about this, this revealed mystery relationship. And in the Old Testament, God chose a people that came from the family line of Abraham. And that was Israel. That was the Jews. That was his people. Everyone on the outside of his people were enemies of God. They could not, I mean, God's people could not have a relationship with them. Matter of fact, they even called them like dogs. I mean, and not your best friend dog either. And that's how they were, they were unclean people. That's like most of us, not unless you're a Jew. And so, but now in the New Testament, God does this amazing thing. And he says, I'm going to break that barrier down. I'm going to bring all those people into the fold of Israel. I don't make them equal with my people. And so these Ephesian believers they had a reason to feel loved by God. God took this away, and now they can have this amazing relationship with Him. You know, we have a reason to feel loved by God. We have a reason. You know, you can be loved by God, but not feel loved by God. Because God loves you regardless if you feel loved by Him. And a lot of times, we don't feel loved by God, I think, a lot of times because we 
we measure God's love in the wrong way. We measure God's love in the wrong way. You probably wonder why I brought this. This is the reason why I brought this. We measure God's love by the physical blessings in our life. We say, man, God's blessed me with a house, man, and, and a car. Look at all these wonderful physical blessings. And man, God's blessed me with good health. We measure God's love by that. Man, I got good health. Man, I'm in tip-top shape. Man, I feel loved by God. Sometimes we, you know, we measure God's love by how things are going in our life. Man, things are going well. I got a career. I'm doing well. Man, things are going well in my life. And so we measure God's love like that. And guess what happened? And don't, don't misunderstand me. That's God's love. He blesses our life with all of those things. And my life is blessed by those things as well. But guess what? When you just measure God's love just by those things, guess what happens when they go away? Man, I don't feel loved by God anymore. What's going on? I, I just don't understand. My health is gone. All the physical blessings, they, they went somewhere. I don't know. They got wings. They're gone. I think we can measure God's love more accurately when we look at what He's done for us and all the spiritual blessings. You know, when you measure God's love by the love the Father has for us, and you think, man, the Father loved us enough to send the most precious thing He had, His Son, to give His life for us. And, and I mean, He has never been separated from Jesus for all eternity. And He said, I'm willing to do that. Jesus loved us enough to come down and be a ransom for us and to rescue us. The Holy Spirit loved us. No, I'm, I'm going to get too long here. The Holy Spirit loved us enough to indwell this body, this, this dirty vessel to try to make it holy and clean and deal with me on a daily basis. You, you measure it by the, the spiritual blessing. He's given me eternal life. I mean, he, He's given me a glorified body here coming up. He's given me an inheritance in, in heaven. And if you measure God's love like that, and you look at those things, it's like, did I deserve any of those things? No, man, I don't deserve I don't deserve any of that. Yet God has blessed me with those things. And guess what? Those things they don't go away. They don't go away. And so when you measure God's love like that, man, it just fills you with the fullness of God and it's a lasting. It's a lasting love. I mean, the physical blessings they you know get wings and they're gone, but these blessings it's like, wow. Man, I feel loved by God. You know, God wants you to feel loved this morning. Let me show you a verse I think is a great verse on this. In uh, Romans chapter 5, verse number 5, it says this. It says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who, who it was given to us. So he says in that verse, hope does not disappoint. And that's because the Holy Spirit... On the inside, he wants to pour out God's love so that on the inside, it's abundantly clear God loves you. See, that, that tells us God is not trying to hide his love from you. He, he wants it to be like abundantly, abundantly, abundantly clear that he loves you. He doesn't want to hide it. I mean, there's things in life, our circumstances, you know, get us distracted and kind of hide that to where we can't see it. But if you, again, if you measure God's love like I just did, it's like, yeah, I'm loved. I'm greatly loved by God. There's no doubt about that. God wants you to feel love. The second question I want to ask you is, are you in love with God? 
Are you in love? Verse number 17, let me read it to you again. It says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. He wants you to be rooted and grounded in love, in love with Jesus as your Savior. Now, take note of that phrase, in love, in the book of Ephesians, because it's actually mentioned six different times in Ephesians. And each time it mentions the phrase, in love, it's talking about our love relationship with Jesus and also our love relationship with people because of our love relationship with Jesus. And so if you compare just a little bit of Scripture over in Revelation chapter 2, and uh, Jesus actually speaks specifically to this church uh, of Ephesians, Ephesus. And, and he talks about all these great things that they were doing. And, but he had one problem with one thing that they had wrong. And you, you know what it was? It wasn't that, man, you didn't work hard enough. You need to work harder. Or, man, you, your character is just in the dumps. And you just don't represent me well. It wasn't that. He says, you have left your first love. You drifted away from your first love, who was Jesus. And he said, you need to go back. Go back to the first love, because that's the main thing. Go back and, and fall back a love, in love to me. And so, you know, being in love with Jesus our Savior, it gives you a joy and a happiness that you don't have before that. You know, my wife and I, we've been working through a, a book called The Four Habits of a Joy-Filled Marriage. And uh, it's a great marriage book. And in that book, they talk about when you are in love, it, it builds this emotional capacity in your relationship. And that emotional capacity is the ability to be able to bounce back from problems that you, that you have, you know, in your relationship. And he says in that book that, that if you don't, if you're not in love, you don't build this emotional capacity. When problems happen, it's hard to bounce back. You know, I think that's true, not only in the marriage relationship, but also in our relationship with God. When we drift away from being in love with God, then our emotional capacity and relationship shrinks. And then we go through problems and, and hard times and things like that. And it's like, man, we're out of the game. We don't have that emotional capacity to stay in the game. You know, we, you know being in love with Jesus is actually the greatest love story of all time. It really is. You may listen to me this morning and think, in love with Jesus? What in the world is that? You know, I'm, I'm in love with my boyfriend and my girlfriend, or, you know, I'm in love with my husband, my wife, you know, in love with Jesus? Never heard of that. What's that all about? You know, this is like the greatest love story of all time. I can promise you. When, when, when you get to heaven and you arrive in heaven, all of eternity is going to be based on this love story that I'm talking about. And if it doesn't start in this life, in your life right now, you're going to get to heaven and say, man, Pastor Paul told me about this. And I did. I, it's, it, he wants to start it in this life. It's the greatest love story of all time. It fills you with a joy and happiness that you don't have normally. I mean, that, that's what this love story is all about. And then the last question I want to ask you is, has God's love changed you? Has God's love changed you? Because he says in verse number 19 again, he says, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, 
that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So verse number 19 is actually the end of a long sentence that it began at verse number 14. And verse number 19 is like the end of the sentence. And this is like the final conclusion. This is it. That you might be filled with the fullness of God. That's what God's love does in your life. It changes your life. It fills you up with the fullness of God. You know, God, God's love changes us in our capacity to love other people. And so, you know, everything that you see this morning, all these chairs, all this setup, every, everything in the foyer, everything outside, all the signage out on the corner, all the work that's been done this year, since the beginning of this year, lots of work. You know the reason? It's all because of the fullness in this man's life and the life of our team. It's because of the fullness of God. God has filled our hearts, filled our lives so much that it's given us the capacity to love you guys, to love people in this area. You know, it began for me, this fullness began for me 25 years ago. I was saved at age 16, but for the next 10 years after that, I loved me, myself. I really didn't have the capacity to love other people because I, I, I wasn't in love with Jesus. And so it wasn't until age 26 I began going to church and began learning more about my relationship with Jesus. And I began spending more and more time with him. And the more and more time I spent with him, I was like, wow. And this, this love relationship began in my heart, in my life with Jesus. And I began to fall in love with him. And he began to fill me. He began to fill my heart. And the fullness of God came in my life. I got a joy I didn't have before. And so it continues to this day. It continues to this day. You know, I, I, am, I am so glad that you guys are here on launch Sunday. I'm so glad that you chose Mountaintop over tailgating with the Chiefs. You know, so glad that you're here. But I just want to let you know, this is about a love story between me and my Savior. And uh, it's all about Him. It's all for Him. And my prayer is, it becomes a love story for you as well. That's my prayer for you. Let me, let me just ask you one more question in closing. Where are you at in relation to God's love in your life this morning? Where are you at in relation to God's love? Do you feel loved by Him? He wants you to feel. Has His love changed your life? Are you in love with Him? Maybe you would describe your, your inner person uh, as I mentioned earlier, maybe kind of discouraged, depressed, disconnected, offended, whatever the case, maybe, maybe that's where you're at. You know, if you would just open your heart to God's love, I mean, he, he like, he's a game changer. He changes all of that stuff. He changes you on the inside. Are you open to opening your heart to God's love this morning? You know, maybe you would say this morning that you have never begun that love relationship with him. Maybe you've never had a time in your life when you said, Jesus, I want you to be my savior. You know, you can actually do that this morning. You can actually do that. Maybe you're in the place where, yeah, you began that relationship, but just like I mentioned earlier, you, you've drifted away from that love relationship. Maybe that's where you're at this morning. Will you come back? Will, will you come back? He's inviting you to come back into this love relationship. You know, let, let's go ahead and bow, bow our heads in prayer uh, this morning.
with no one looking around, I want to ask you a question. If you have never begun that relationship, if you have never begun that relationship, I'm going to ask you to do something really bold this morning. I know it's launch Sunday, first Sunday and everything, but I'm going to ask you to do something pretty bold. Just signal myself, would you like to to, to begin that relationship today? If you would like to begin that relationship, would you please raise your hand? Just put it high so I can see it, so I can pray for you. Would, would anybody like to build, begin that relationship today? There's one person. Thank you, ma'am. Anybody else would like to begin that relationship with him today? Anybody else in the room? Now, I'm, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to just pray and mean this in your heart to God and pray this to God and, and just mean it in your heart and just ask Him to be your Savior. Lord Jesus, I thank You so much for Your great love. Lord, You, you are just so amazing that You would give Your life for mine, for a ransom. Lord, I believe in You. I believe Your sacrifice, Your resurrection is able to take away my sin. I ask You right now, Lord, come into my heart, fill my heart with your spirit. Save me from my sin. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.